What's up, y'all? I am back. Um, extremely excited. It's it's been a while. I definitely took a few months off. Um, I want to get into why I took a few months off. If you have been listening to the podcast from the you know the very first episode that I made to the very last episode, so we are twenty episodes in right now. This is actually episode twenty one. Um. It's going to be season three, episode one, and y'all can see the title there. But the biggest reason why I took off is because the content that I was creating, it was um, it was heavy. Like the I I feel like the the content that I was making is um, it's not something that's talked about on a day to day basis. It's not something that is really talked about in my community. And I'm speaking on the black community, but in any community, as far as males, I feel like males get this big rah, rah, you know, you got to be this tough guy showing emotion is a sign of weakness. And one thing that I learned growing up was obviously that wasn't the case. So every every episode that I create, my goal is to be vulnerable and to just take a toll on you um, personally of trying to be as open as I was and just hopefully giving y'all um, a way to understand how certain males feel without them being able to say it. So I'm trying to open doors um, when it comes to that. But with that being said, as I do in every episode, um, I want to thank y'all for, for tuning back in. Um, my goal is to not is not to ever take another break that that's long. Um, but every now and then I will take take some breaks. But I want to start this off with a with an intro. And obviously my intros are usually stories. Stories that we kind of circle back around to um, later on in the episode. But the first one I want to talk about is um, back in 2020, I was wearing this shirt um, on the first day of school. And so Breonna Taylor had... Uh, just passed and so my shirt basically said on the front it was um justice for Breonna Taylor the next on the back it said don't wait until it's me and so I was basically referring to speaking up for what's right and making sure that the people who need to be held accountable for her for her death I wanted them to be held accountable just like Everybody else who was fighting for Breonna Taylor. Well, anyway, a teacher, one of my favorite teachers, was walking by me and she saw the shirt and she saw the back of it. She never saw the front of it. So the only thing that she saw was don't wait until it's me. And she made somewhat of a joke, but she did all of, she did all of that because she didn't know the context of the shirt. Right. And so me knowing her as a person, I just went on about my day. I kind of laughed with her and then I kept walking. And later on, I guess she was telling somebody about the shirt and they were they was um, explaining to her like what the shirt meant. And she felt terrible. And I knew she felt terrible because one, she sent me an email um, that basically was apologizing. And then after that, she came back and saw me. And she she just was like, Royal, I'm so sorry. Like, 
I definitely didn't mean for it to be a joke. I never saw the front. And to be honest with you, y'all, that's all it took. That's all it took for me to understand that I knew she didn't mean any harm by it. And then at the time, even if she didn't know the context, I knew the type of person that she was. And so, like, I understood her. Like, there was a level of empathy that understood, oh, okay, you you don't know the context of the show. There's no reason for me to be upset with this. Well, I say all of that to say this. A convo needed needed to happen that day, and it did happen, and it came from a person who had a good heart. And so the issue was resolved that day. One of the biggest obstacles that I see that is showing up in relationships right now is people's ability to to apologize for certain things, you know. And so I say all that to say this. Um, people are out here navigating in relationships, so they are dealing with somebody else, and they are going through certain issues that they have not yet healed from, um, which is obviously the title of this of this episode, but that is the the thing that's popping up the most is that they are dealing with these internal battles and these battles are coming out as as issues with the other person but they are finding these internally and when i say all that i say some of these issues are like dad issues um and if you go back and listen to season one episode one i i'm clearly letting you know that i did at one point in my life i did have dad issues and over these past couple of years, I've been trying to deal with those issues, trying to understand what what my issues were with my dad. And some other people deal with mom issues and they deal with the, the single mom who has been doing it by herself. And so there is some some type of resentment there. Um, some some kids feel like, oh, like my mom held me away from my dad or my dad was never around and so they they have issues with their mom for this and what did their mom do and why didn't their dad come back around right whatever the case is um dad dad issues mom issues any type of parenting issues if you live with your aunt and your uncle if you live with your your granddad um your grandmother whoever um all of those issues seem to come up in relationships in, in romantic relationships later on in life. Um, and, and it could be any family issues. Um, parents fighting addiction. I, I think this one was one of the ones that really hit home for me because I had a, a parent that fought addiction. And that's something I, I know you're probably wondering, well, how, how is that concerning you? In, in my head sometimes, right? I think about this a lot and y'all can definitely, I, I definitely want y'all's opinion on this at some point, but you know how like when you're younger and people always say, oh, the baby looks like the dad and the the baby looks like the mom or like when they real young, they say, oh, the baby looked like the mom, but as they got older, it looked like the dad. And they always talk about like the DNA and like the physical DNA and why people look like the people that they come from. And sometimes babies look like, you know, the, the grandparents anyway. 
my question is if we can relate physical aspects to a parent and I don't know if there's research out there for this that probably has this answer but I am curious as to can we relate mental and emotional aspects and characteristics of somebody to the parent as well so let's say for an example if my mom or my dad if they struggle with anxiety or depression is that something that their child has to be worried about if my mom or my dad struggle with addiction is that something that the child has to be worried about as well like is that in my dna to have to worry about that later on in life like if that's something that i learned over time right if i learned over time that my you know my mom or my dad struggle with addiction is that something that i need to worry about when i get of age I don't know the answer to that and I think that those are things that people need to definitely think about not just the people who not just the children right I think that people who are having babies by certain people like you need to be aware of that you you need to be aware of the the mental and the emotional and the and the spiritual characteristics that that some of these people have cuz I think that a lot of these things are showing up in children, right? And I don't know that for a fact. I don't want to sit here and say I'm like some type of scientist, but I am curious if that is a thing, especially if the physical DNA is there to where we can say, oh, that child looks like the dad or that child looks like the mom or even when we talk about um, when you go for a physical or a checkup and they they ask you, oh, does your family have, have a history of, um, you know, diabetes? I'm, I'm curious when these people get in relationships, like, do, does your family have a history of depression? Is that something that I need to be worried about when it comes to our relationship? And... If if so, is that something that we need to, to talk about? Like, do we need to talk to a therapist or do we need to talk to a counselor? So that's definitely something that has come up in my head a lot recently because I want to be aware of those things. Like, I want to be aware if if I'm, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If If that's something that should be on my radar as far as, I mean, is there a possibility that that bipolar could possibly show up later on in my life? I don't know those things, but I think it is of concern, especially going through um, through times where I'm constantly thinking about, like, why am I struggling at some point in my life mentally, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety, whether it be um, like mood swings, you know, where where is that coming from? Um, is it me? Is it something that I'm doing, or is it something that is trickled down throughout my family that that I that I need answers for? And if that's the case, then I then I should be going out there to get help. But definitely something to think about. Um, and other issues that showing up in relationships is when, like, <laughs> and I struggle with this. And you see so many movies and so many TV shows and episodes about it, but they always talk about the kids who who grow up around money 
but that's because um they're the the person who is taking care of them has chosen their career over the kids and right now i stay in one of the most affluent areas in georgia and that's a fact and and so a lot of people in my area have a lot of money and i get that but one thing that is so common from a day-to-day basis especially when we speak about the kids that we teach every day in our school is Oh, like her dad makes a lot of money, but they never talk about like, oh, her her dad, you know, showed up to orientation today and her her mom would showed up to orientation today. It's always about like the money factor. And that sometimes worries me because I know the absence of a parent and I know what that can do to somebody. And so when we mask it with. Oh, that, oh, her her mom has a lot of money, and so, you know, she drives this type of car every day. Those are the kids, I'm going to be honest with you, those are the kids that I worry about because I worry about the, the parent not being present. And I say that because, obviously, I can relate to one of my parents not being present and the impact that it had on me, regardless of, you know, how much money my mom had and how much time that she spent with me. A part of me was missing that because I also saw that other people around me had that, and so it was a um, it was an obstacle I had to face later on in life. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people go through that that level of of wealth and the riches, and they totally forget what's important. And I. I I'm always tell you that I always think it's important for you to be there for your child, regardless of what um, what type of job you have. Right. Because um, at the end of the day, if you think about it, that that child did not ask to be put in that situation like you, you had a choice to bring a child into this world. And so if that's the case and they didn't have a choice, then I think parents need to make the choice to be there. Right. You got kids dealing with with trust issues. Um, you you got so many cases of pedophilia running through these families like it's so many issues that are showing up in relationships. And obviously, I just touched on a few. But the healing process for somebody that has to deal with the parenting issues, uh, the parents choosing um their career over their children, the, like I said, the pedophilia and families, the the things that that go unsaid, and there's so many families dealing with these things. And my biggest issue with all of this is that it's the accountability piece, right? Right now, the push, and this is really what I want to get to, the push for. Um, 25 to 35 year olds that age group is that we we get the help we need and I I posted something the other day on Facebook but people are are constantly talking about and I'm talking about girls and guys we are constantly talking about I'm on my healing journey and I'm getting the help I need and I'm getting the therapy I need and I'm getting the, the counseling that I need and I think that's perfect right I think that 
our age group is well aware of the things that we've seen in our life. And I can go down the list and and let y'all know that you can make an argument. And I'm not I'm saying this because I'm inside of the argument. So it's somewhat biased. But you can make the argument that that age group that from 25 to 35 year old to 35 year olds have dealt with some of the hardest things as far as political issues, um, financial issues, if we want to talk about inflation and that generation being able to buy houses right now, if we want to bring up mass shootings, if we want to bring up Black Lives Matter, if you want to bring up Back in the Blue, whatever side you're on, and, and and that's not important, but I'm just bringing up the issues that we've had to deal with over the course of our time, if you want to bring up 9-11, whatever the case, if you want to bring up COVID, if you want to bring up the fact that some people thought COVID was real and some people lost human being, like the amount of issues in this world that that age group has dealt with has been astronomical. Um, and I hate to do the comparison because obviously every age group can compare a certain point in time. So I want to obviously speak on that 25 to 35 year old. And I think that we are a group that has really pushed the mental health, um, the mental health help, right? We have pushed the therapy sessions. We pushed the counseling sessions. We pushed the, the, the talks of, you know, being vulnerable and opening up to the issues that you dealt with, right? And we getting the help we need. And I, f- the first thing that I want to do, I want to shout us out for doing that. Because th- that isn't easy. Um, the amount of people that I know in that age group that have admitted themselves to a mental health facility or have, um, you know, reached out to somebody to say, listen, I need help in this situation. Listen, I know people right now who are in these relationships that are that are struggling and they know that they are struggling from something in their past, they've they've left relationships for it, right? They said, I need to focus on myself and I need to get better in this area because I'm still struggling with that. I think that alone shows that we are willing to get the help that we need. But with with all of that being said, I want to have a convo with the the parents, right? The the people um, who were aware of these things and didn't say anything, because I feel like the accountability piece needs to happen. Um, I got a few friends. One that is particularly like we were extremely close in college and. One of the things that she told me and one of the things that one of my best friends told me as well, and he's a male, is that as he got older and he realized that he was dealing with certain issues and relationships that were coming up and it was because of his dad and my other friend, it was because of her dad. Right. And I asked him, I said, well, how did you get to a place where you you felt like you were okay to be in a relationship like what happened and one of my like I said he's one of my closest friends he reached out to me and he said after I created that first episode he said yo me and my dad had had a talk and he apologized 
he sat me down and, and he and he said that he was wrong. And this is one thing that I want to touch on, right? I am so quick to apologize when I know I'm wrong. And the reason why is because I know I know what that would do for me if I heard if I heard those words, right? If you go back to season one, episode one, and I tell you about, you know, my dad not being there for the games, um, for my graduation, for any of my accomplishments, I think right now in my life, the the only thing, and I'm not saying it's the only thing that I need to hear, but I think the one thing that will help would be for me to hear the words that I'm sorry, Right. And I know that that sounds so simple, but those words mean a lot. And in my eyes, when you apologize for something that you did wrong, you have let that person know that it was not them. Because you, you have taken accountability for it. Like you, you knew the actions that you did was what created the feelings that I'm feeling. For an example, um, you know, as a teacher, like people, I, I say people, the, the students want you to be perfect in everything that you do, right? Regardless of what subject area you're in, I'm in the math area, but the other day I, I read a problem wrong. I, I did. And as the student was asking me the question, they said, um, you know, coach, I think this is the answer. Can you can you tell me if I'm right or wrong? And I was like, oh, no, you're wrong. Like, you should have read it this way or whatever. Well, we got to the front of the class, and it was so funny. I'm explaining the problem to all of the kids. And, you know, one girl, she raised her hand. She was like, coach, like, I actually think it's this. And so I take back, like, I, I take a step back and look because, obviously, this is a, a student that I trust, and I don't think that she would be lying about, like, what she actually saw so I take a step back and I'm like you know what you are right and then I looked at the student that I helped because he looked a little bit disappointed and I was like I'm sorry I told you wrong um I read the I read the problem wrong that's on me and that seemed very small I know on a scale of what I'm asking for but the ability to tell that child I was wrong you are actually right. That that gives that child a, a excuse me. It gives that child like a peace of mind of of saying like we we are able to own up to our faults. We don't have to be perfect in this journey. And so the biggest push that I want to see for parents, for for people who raise children and and if you were that parent that wasn't there when they were younger because you chose your career. And I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but you got to look at it from that child's perspective of you chose a job, obviously, to take care of me because you needed to put food in my mouth and you needed to put clothes on my back. And I needed a roof over my head and all of that was fine. But one thing that you need to apologize for is the time that you weren't there. Because that's real as well. And you can't equate the two with, oh, well, I, you know, I had millions of dollars. And so you you were fine later on in life because of that. 
that that is true. But one thing that I will learn growing up and that I will continue to tell people is that two things can be true. One of those things that can be true is, yes, you provided for that kid. You gave money to that kid. The other thing can also be true. You you weren't there for majority of the things that they wanted you to be there for. And that itself needs an apology. That itself needs a convo where, where you can sit down and you can talk to your 22-year-old, 23-year-old son or daughter. And you can let them know, listen, you're about to get in relationships. And you're going to find yourself wanting to cling to that person. And a part of that is because I wasn't there for you. And so it's hard for you to let people go on. It's hard for you to not be clingy, right? Those convos need to happen. The the convos of um, you fighting a parent, fighting an addiction, and not being there for that child, that convo needs to happen. The convo of, you know, especially when we bring up the black community, and I I don't want to always relate this to the black community. I don't. But I can speak for the black community because I am black. So I I do want to discuss it. When we talk about the dads, you know, that go out here and that are in in the streets for whatever reason, whether it was to provide, whether you whether the dads was dealing with their own issues, that convo should be happening with your son. If you find yourself yourself at any point in time in jail because you was just trying to make something happen so that you could provide for your kid but you find yourself behind bars and that that child had to grow up with the single mom not only and 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 this is the other part that we got to be real with not only should you be apologizing to the child you should be apologizing to that mom that that those convos that, man, those could open up some doors that I feel like this generation needs to see. Um, if you if you were to ask me, um, back in uh, twenty fourteen, Royal, do you need a talk with your dad? I would have told you no, because I was I was immature and I didn't understand the impact that it had on me. If you asked me in 2017, did you need to talk with your, with your dad? I probably still would have told you no. If you, but if you'd have asked me in 2020 when I dealt with the things that I dealt with and the relationships um, that I kind of threw away, that and I was searching for something, and the only thing that I look back on now that I think I was searching for, I was searching for a convo that I truly never had. And to be honest with you, and this is something that I got to deal with later on in my life, and even right now, is I don't know if I ever had that convo with my dad. I don't, I don't know if I can ever sit down with him, and if he'll get to a point where he say, you know what, I know what my absence did to you. I know what that created for you later on in life, and I want to apologize for that. And if, and if I could do it back over again, you know, I would have been there for you. 
I don't know if I hear those words in my lifetime. So my my plea to parents, my plea to grandparents, my plea to guardians is that when you look back at the person that you raised and you know for a fact that you did something wrong, regardless if they brought it up. I think you should bring it up and I think you should sit down and you should have that talk because there are so many kids out there that are looking for for certain answers that they haven't found yet. And y'all, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here claiming that that those kids don't need therapy. I'm not saying that. I think that that we I mean, somebody said it the other day on Facebook, like we all need therapy. We all got something that we need to heal from. Right. But start off with two simple words and this I'm sorry. And then and then explain yourself, like. Let them know where you where you are at without making an excuse like it. The convo should not go. Listen, I'm sorry, but this is the reason why I did it. The convo should be, I'm sorry, I want to let you know where I was at, and I'm sorry that this hurt you. Um, anytime you you say I'm sorry, it, it should come with, with some type of reasoning um, and not an excuse. So that's my plea for my parents out there who listening to this. I hope, I really hope that you take my words um and and put them into action because so many parents fall in this place. And f- for my people who 25 to 35, if you got a young child, make sure that that's something that you are aware of, you know, as you are navigating. For my single moms, I know that this is something that is coming up, you know, a lot, especially when you're dealing with the, the young boys that you're raising, when you're dealing with the young girls that you're raising. For my single dads out there. Make make sure you having these convos as they grow up and you raising your daughters and you raising your sons. Let them when they get of age and they get mature enough, make sure that you apologize to them for things that you knew for a fact that you were dealing with at the time. And the only way you knew how to deal with it is how you dealt with it, even though it hurt them. Make sure that you are you own up to that and there is some accountability for that. Um. I think that'll go a long way for sure. So, um, as I told y'all at the beginning, thank y'all so much for tuning in. If you get a chance, y'all, so many people are asking me where to find the podcast. Y'all, share the podcast. Promote it, promote it, promote it, share it. Uh, Send links to people. I hope that you got something from this episode. I hope that you, um, I hope that you benefited from this episode. Um, But I hope y'all have a great rest of the week and i will see y'all next week um for season three episode two um but yeah thank you again